Warrior Woman, welcome back to the Warrior School podcast. This is episode 254. Sometimes I kind of feel like I want to bring back my music after that intro. I feel like I just build this suspense and then there's a pause and I just start chatting. (laughs) So maybe I'll talk to Carson, talk to my podcast guy, my behind the scenes guy about bringing back some tunes, bringing back some music. Uh, All right, we're going to dive straight in. Today, we're going to talk about the one biomarker you aren't measuring and you totally should be. You got to measure her. I think she could be our sixth vital sign. You know how uh, a few years ago the book came out that was all around the cycle being our fifth vital sign, a really important biomarker. I kind of feel what we're going to talk about today could be your sixth, especially as you get on in age, (laughs) especially in our 40s and beyond. Can you guess what I'm going to talk about? See if you can guess it. What is, what could potentially be a biomarker that you aren't currently measuring and could literally save your damn life? She could. She could literally save your damn life. Let's first, I guess let's first recap on the biomarker situation. What is a biomarker? (laughs) It is essentially a marker, uh, a sign that we can measure subjectively, objectively, that gives us an indication on how well our body is functioning, the health of our body, the state of our body. It's like our biofeedback bio coming from biology, physiology. So we have our biomarkers like sleep, amount of sleep, quality of sleep, ability to get into uh, deep sleep or REM sleep, restorative sleep. We have temp and pulse. So when we wake up in the morning, what is our resting pulse? What is our resting temperature? We have our menstrual cycle, vital sign, fifth vital sign. Is our cycle arriving regularly on time, mostly without symptoms? Uh, Are we ovulating? We have mood, energy. Uh, We have bowels, bowels, poos, (laughs) our digestion, uh, appetite, our hunger, our, I like to, the, the triple H, the triple threat, the triple H threat, as Josh and Jeannie from Real Food Gangsters talks about, hungry, horny, and happy. They're really important biomarkers. For those of you who have been listening for a long time, I've talked about them before. I can pop uh, a couple of links to particular podcast episodes that talk about biomarkers They're really important. If you're not tracking your biomarkers, I would highly recommend that you do. You can start subjectively and then really move into more uh, objective data collection. 
they are the signs, the tools, the markers, the feedback that tell you if what you are doing is working for you or not. Okay, so I'm going to add a new one. I'm going to add another biomarker that you're probably not measuring. Well, a lot of my warriors are measuring it because I make them do it. (laughs) But for those listening, if you don't do it, hopefully you start after today's podcast episode. Did you guess it? Have Have you put in a bid, put in a guess? All right, I'm going to tell you. It's your grip strength. Could your grip strength be your sixth vital sign? Hell yeah, I think she can. (laughs) Today we're going to talk about grip strength and why she's important, the link that uh, she has with being able to progress your training, uh, live longer. Literally, she could save your life. So one of the limiting factors that holds a lot of women back when it comes to making progress in their training, especially when it comes to weightlifting is and getting their first strict pull-up is their grip strength. Women have weak ass grip and they have weak ass wrists. Do you know how many times when I start working with a woman and I do a lot of wrist stuff with her at the start, so wrist push-ups and she does a lot of hanging because we don't realize that our wrist mobility is shit and it's so important when it comes to working towards your push-ups and it can really limit you a lot uh, even in lifting you know if we have weak wrists we can feel the impact when we start loading them up especially with presses overhead presses seated presses chest presses But a lot of women complain that they feel their wrists when they're doing push-ups. So I do a lot of uh, wrist push-up work and that really comes from the hand balancing world. If you want to be good at handstands and be able to load your whole body onto those little hands, we need strong wrists. The second thing that sucks for a lot of women is their grip strength. And a lot of women have this goal to get their first strict pull-up. But your ability to hang on the bar, which is the amount of time you can do that, is so heavily based on your grip strength, is the foundation for any pulling movement, any pull-up. If you want to get your first strict pull-up, you have to be able to hang on a bar. If you want to lift really heavy weights and truly own the movement. And what I mean by that is actually being able to hold that barbell with your raw bare hands and not use straps. Straps are a tool and I do use them myself. I use them so much in weightlifting. Some of my warriors use them because the grip becomes the limiting factor, but They spend time building their wrist strength and mobility, building their grip strength through a lot of hanging, and they start their lifting practice with no straps. And that is their limiting factor, so they can't lift heavier. But what I'm doing is building their grip strength, their forearm strength. And it also 
allows them time to learn the movement, to own the movement pattern, to nail the technique, to get the range, to build the stability, the control, the tension, all of these really important things that we need when it comes to building our foundation. So we want to, we want to, we want to improve our grip strength if we want to lift heavier weights. If you're in the gym and you're struggling to hold on to the barbell while you're doing your deadlifts or your RDLs, or you're struggling to hold on to your dumbbells while you're trying to do your split squats, or even when you think about upper body pulling movements, you're using the lat pull down machine or cable machines, what's going to limit you is your ability to hold on to the damn bar or the weights or the attachment so if you want to lift heavier this year if you want to progress your weightlifting if you want to work towards your first strict pull up or chin up if you want to live longer (laughs) and if you want to improve your metabolic health work on your grip strength so I thought it would be cool to chat about some of the recent research that is creating this correlation between grip strength and longevity in all humans, but specifically I'm going to speak to women. So a study that was published in The Lancet, which is quite a renowned and well-known research uh, journal publication, showed that higher grip strength was associated with a reduced risk of all-cause mortality in women. And what the study uh, highlighted or indicated was that stronger grip strength may be a predictor of a longer and healthier life. Doesn't that blow your damn mind? But think about it. How many of us struggle with opening a jar, opening a container or if I said to you, okay, we, you were in the grocery store and we packed two grocery bags full of food, could you carry that 100 meters, 200 meters to your car without maybe putting it down, you know, re-gripping, struggling with your grip? I would say probably not. A lot of us probably couldn't do that. And that is would be called a farmer's carry in the training world. And it's an amazing exercise to build grip strength along with hanging. Uh, but and then I think of my parents and my mom who really struggles with her grip and really struggles with opening jars or containers, lifting things, carrying things for a long period of time. And so I thought it would be cool to chat about some of the benefits uh, from having strong grip, from having a really good grip strength. So the biggest one is probably overall musculoskeletal health. A strong grip is often an indication of overall strength. You know, if I see a woman who is deadlifting heavy ass weight or doing strict pull-ups or hanging on a bar for, you know, a long period of time, I know she's damn strong. (laughs) Like the, the true strength, not the fake strength, because someone can look athletic and fit and lean. They can look strong, but then you challenge them to do something when it comes to bodyweight strength training or a complex skill, or you challenge them to then hang on a bar or do strict pull-ups or chin-ups and they can't do it. 
they ain't strong in that way. They actually don't have the grip strength because they don't train it or they use straps a lot. And, you know, I'm not dissing straps. I ain't dissing the straps and I'm not... I'm also not dissing any other types of training. I love all types of movement and all types of training and they all have their place and there's many different ways to be strong. But for me, for those of you who know me and know my work, I believe that our body is a tool and we should know how to use it. And that's why bodyweight strength training is the foundation of every other training practice, I believe. And it should be something that we know how to do, that we know how to own. We own our body and we own those bodyweight strength movements. The grip is the same thing. You know, that having strong grip strength, that impresses me. Being able to do, you know, some type of body building movement on a machine, that doesn't impress me that much. Yeah, sure. Some people are really impressive. Uh, you know, with their physique and how strong they are and maybe how many reps they could do or how heavy they could lift. But a machine-based movement is very different from a bodyweight strength movement. And it's also very different from having the strength to hold on to a bar or a a dumbbell without straps. It's having the strength to be able to do strict pull-ups and chin-ups you know, multiple reps from multiple sets and have the grip and the forearm strength to do that. So the the number, kind of the biggest uh, benefit is that if you improve your grip strength as a byproduct, highly likely that you're going to improve your overall musculoskeletal health. And that will help you, it will help prevent injuries. It will support better posture. It will really enhance your overall physical function. Because we, if we're developing our grip strength, often we're doing a lot of hanging, we're doing a lot of weightlifting, and that is great to load the body, to load the skeletal system and your bones. It's great to build muscle and those things tie really heavily into preventing injury, supporting your posture, improving your bone health, improving overall strength. It also really benefits... Uh, Functional independence, so our ability to carry out ADLs or activities of daily living as we get older, which ties into the musculoskeletal health, but that's the jar example that I gave you. It's when we have a strong grip strength, we can maintain independence in daily activities as we age. So we can carry our groceries, we can open jars, we can perform these tasks that do require grip strength. Then there's research that shows a correlation between grip strength and uh, heart health. So a stronger grip strength could be associated with a lower risk of cardiovascular disease and stroke. It also could, there could be a potential link between grip strength and cognitive function. Uh, And there is a link between grip strength and metabolic health. So having better metabolic markers when we have higher grip strength, including uh, lower insulin resistance and a healthier blood sugar. So I wanted to talk a little bit about that. That that has a little bit more uh, guts behind it in the research. The other areas, they're not 
you know, the, the association or the strength of the research just isn't there yet. But there is an association or a link, but they're not sure, they're not sure exactly why. But they do say that it is a really reliable indicator of overall muscular strength and linked to several of our metabolic health markers. So those markers or that biofeedback that we're talking about at the start. So the first one is insulin sensitivity. And the research suggests that people with higher grip strength tend to have better insulin sensitivity. And when we have that, it means that our cells respond better or more efficiently to insulin. And when our body responds better to insulin, we have better blood sugar regulation. And we all want to be more regulated, don't we? So I'll take that. I like that benefit. The second one is glucose metabolism. So stronger grip strength. They, they've associated with a lower fasting glucose level and better glucose metabolism, which is really crucial in maintaining, that, uh, maintaining stable blood sugar levels, which is essential when it comes to our metabolic health. Again, we, we all want to be stable. We want to be regulated and we want to be stable. So it's showing you if you have strong grip strength, you could be better regulated and you could be more stable. <laughs> The third one is body composition, and they have found a correlation with uh, better grip strength and a better overall body composition. So they they have found that people with uh, strong grip strength have a lower body fat percentage and a higher lean muscle mass. And I agree with that because hanging on a bar is damn hard, especially if you are above your... Uh, healthy optimal weight and even if you've packed on a lot of lean muscle the heavier you are the harder the body weight strength movements are the harder it is you to pull yourself up on that bar for a strict pull-up yeah we can get stronger so our relative strength is better but it's also sometimes it's so helpful if we can lose a little bit of weight or fat mass and then we're a little bit lighter uh, to help us pull ourselves up on that bar. But we don't want to lose muscle mass. We want to gain more of that because that's going to help us get stronger. But there is a correlation or association that most people with a really good grip strength do have a lower body fat percentage and a higher lean muscle mass percentage. Uh, Then there are some links with inflammation. So high grip strength has been associated with lower levels of systemic inflammation, which kind of links back into the metabolic uh, disorders and the the metabolic stuff that can go on. And they're they're not sure of the exact mechanisms behind the correlation between grip strength, metabolic health, grip strength, heart health, grip strength, brain health, uh, it's not fully understood. But with the metabolic health, it's thought that stronger muscles or more muscle mass, including those in the hands and the forearm, which you know we really need to build those muscles in our forearms, play a role in improving overall metabolic health. So it's really about building our lean muscle. And 
We all want to do that. We all want to build more lean muscle because that's going to help us create the body that we want so we can get the life that we want. It's going to help us uh, have a stronger metabolism. It's going to help with the health and functioning of our body. But now we have even more of a motivation to get better grip strength because we know that it could help us lift heavier weights, which is going to help us get more muscle or get stronger and now it's been linked to health uh longevity metabolic function heart health cognitive health (laughs) it sounds like the elixir of health doesn't it so what can you do to improve your grip strength what exercises my fave my absolute fave is hanging hang on the bar hang on a bar a pull-up bar or a high bar, which is at your gym in the squat rack, or you could hang off a barbell in a rack. You could go to a park and hang on the monkey bars in the park with your children. Hang, start hanging. Use your feet for assistance and build your hang time. A really good milestone would be a 60-second feet-assisted hang. Well, the first one would be get to 30 seconds and try and do three to five sets of 30 seconds feet-assisted. Keep building until you get to a 60-second feet-assisted hang for about three to five sets. Then start to take your feet off and do unassisted hangs. Try and start all your sets with out of three seconds, five seconds, 10 seconds for as long as you can and then build your unassisted hang. A big milestone, the milestone for hanging is a 60 second unassisted hang for a good three to five sets. Do that and you will feel a massive difference when it comes to your weightlifting. You will also be a step closer to getting your first strict pull up. You can also do other things like don't lift with straps. So when you're doing your weightlifting, doing your barbell lifts, your deadlifts, your RDLs, uh, when you are holding onto dumbbells to do split squats, when you're doing your lat pull downs or you're on the assisted chin up machine, don't use straps and let the let your grip be the limiting factor. But that's how you will improve your grip strength. Also pushing up your weights and challenging yourself by loading more weight on the bar is another way to build your grip strength. Then we can do particular things like wrist curls uh, and wrist work to build up the wrist strength and the forearm strength, farmer's carries or farmer's walks, which imagine you have two grocery bags in your hand and your your shoulders are set down and back. You've got good posture, rib cage down, and then you're walking. So it's kind of like carrying heavy loads. Normally we do it with kettlebells. You could do it with dumbbells. You could do it with your grocery bags. Maybe when you park at the grocery store, park further away and try and carry your grocery bags out instead of using a damn uh, shopping trolley. (laughs) Uh, Take the stairs and, you know, instead of taking the elevator, if your grocery store is, you know, in, in a kind of shopping complex, just do things that will challenge your grip. Have a go at trying to open the jars up before asking for help. And the last little bit before we sign on off and we start tracking or measuring this sixth vital sign is that it is greatly affected by stress. 
like all of our other biofeedback, <laughs> uh, it's all affected by stress. If you are stressed, you're undernourished, you've had poor sleep, you're going to feel the impact on your grip strength. It's going to suck. Uh, <laughs> so many of my warriors, when they start hanging and they're like, there's days that it feels so strong and I can hang for a long time. And then there's other days where I can't even hang for like 10 seconds and it sucks and it's hard and it hurts my hands and I feel so weak. That's totally normal. That's the relationship with hanging. <laughs> it's greatly affected by stress, by lack of sleep and by lack of nutrition, just as all of our training is. And so it's also, it, we, can, we can feel differences between where, like depending on where we are in our cycle. So the first phase compared to the second phase as well. Also like, uh, you know, our training as well. And so that's, I just want you to know that's normal. It is a really hard skill to build. It takes a long time. It's uncomfortable. It's painful, but it's essential. And I love giving it to my warriors because, because it's so hard and it requires a lot of patience. It requires a lot of discomfort, but the payoff is so powerful because then they can hold dumbbells and hold their barbell and they don't get wrist pain or elbow pain when they start to do more complex gymnastics type movements or when they start to work towards their first strict pull up and chin up uh, because the grip and the forearm and the health of all of your forearm flexes and extensors plays a really big part in making sure that the elbow joint is really strong. And there are a million other benefits to hanging as well, which I won't get into today. But if you want to start hanging and you want to develop your grip strength, I highly recommend that you buy my pull-up course, the Conquer Your First Strict Pull-Up Course. You, you don't have to be, you have to be training to do the course, uh, have access to a bar for hanging or you go to the gym you have to have a current practice to do it, but you don't have to be anywhere near close to getting your first strict pull up. We start with hanging. We start with building that grip strength and building a lot of basic movement patterns that build your upper body strength. So I highly recommend that you check it out and start tracking, start tracking your grip strength and building it. All right, Warrior, thanks so much for listening. It was an absolute pleasure. Bye for now. Warrior Woman, thanks so much for listening to this episode. If you haven't, please give the podcast some love by subscribing now. And if you enjoyed this episode, please rate it and share it with another Warrior Woman. Also, if you want to go crazy, I'd love if you wrote a review for the Warrior School podcast. And also share and tag me with your biggest takeaways for the episode on the gram. Okay, Warrior Woman, have a great week in training. Bye for now.